Good afternoon. Is it afternoon? No. Good morning. Well, good morning. It's 11. It's, it's close. Okay, it's Bible Talk <coughs> with Jane and Shannon. And I'm still Jane. And I'm still Shannon. And today, we're still in the Revelation series number five, The Lion is a Lamb. And I took that title straight from the, the message translation. That's what Peterson uh, titled this chapter five of Revelation. Yeah, because it, it's... It's about... As we get into it, you'll see the... Why? The yes. contrast of the lion and the lamb. Okay. Again, we're we're in Revelation five, so we've done one, two, three, which are about the churches. Uh, we've done four, which was John's initial vision of heaven, the beasts the, and, and the, the throne, four elders, yep, and the throne and all the colors and all that kind of stuff. There's imagery here again, but I think this chapter. Yes. It's much clearer. Okay, then last one. All right. Yes, so. because it's something we're familiar with because it, it talks about Jesus. So yeah. something we're familiar with. Okay, here's, I'm going to read chapter 5 from okay. the message. <coughs> Excuse me. I saw a scroll in the right hand of the one seated on the throne. It was written on both sides, fastened with seven seals. I also saw a powerful angel calling out in a voice like thunder. Is there anyone who can open the scroll, who can break its seals? There was no one, no one in heaven, no one on earth, no one from the underworld able to break open the scroll and read it. I wept and wept and wept that no one was found able to open the scroll, able to read it. One of the elders said, don't weep. Look, the lion from tribe Judah. The root of David's tree has conquered. He can open the scroll, can rip through the seven seals. So I looked, and there, surrounded by throne, animals, and elders, was a lamb, slaughtered, but standing tall. Seven horns he had, and seven eyes, the seven spirits of God sent into all the earth. He came to the one seated on the throne and took the scroll from his right hand. The moment he took the scroll... The four animals and twenty-four elders fell down and worshipped the lamb. Each had a harp and each had a bowl, a gold bowl filled with incense, the prayers of God's holy people. And they sang a new song. Worthy, take the scroll, open its seals, slain, pain and blood. You bought men and women, bought them back from all over the earth, bought them back for God. Then you made them a kingdom, priests for our God, priest kings to rule over the earth. I looked again. I heard a company of angels around the throne, the animals and the elders, 10,000 times 10,000 their number, thousand after thousand after thousand in full song. The slain lamb is worthy. Take the power, the wealth, the wisdom, the strength. Take the honor, the glory, the blessing. Then I heard every creature in heaven and earth In underworld and sea, join in, all voices in all places, singing to the one on the throne, to the Lamb, the blessing, the honor, the glory, the strength, for age after age after age. The four animals called out, oh yes, the elders fell to their knees and worshipped. What an incredible chapter. That's only 14 verses. And it ends with everything, every creature in heaven and earth, everywhere. In all of the universe, even worshiping God, worshiping Jesus, though to the one on the throne, to the Lamb. So, Father God, Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, worshiping Him together. 
Wow. All right, let's walk this through. Okay. Verse by verse, let's start, start with that. Um, verse 1 says, Then I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll with writing on both sides and sealed with seven seals. I doing a little research on this. Yeah. The Romans would seal the ends of a scroll with seven seals so that it could not be tampered with. Okay. And where it says writing on both <clears throat> sides, uh-huh. traditionally what was done with uh, especially legal documents like titles, yeah. where you had title to land or something like that, um, the details were written on the scroll. Okay. It was sealed up, and then <clears throat> on the outside of the scroll, they wrote a summary of what was inside. Oh, so it says written on the outside and the inside, yeah. written on both sides. That's kind of what, probably what they're talking about, because in John's day, that would have been a familiar thing. Did you, in, in your research of these mm-hmm. scroll things, and we'll find this later in the following chapters, but how he opens each seal, mm-hmm. and then we learn something new. I can't picture that, how there's seven seals, and if you open one, you see something open too. Well, there's seven seals on the end. It's not on the seam. Okay. So you could take one seal off and read so far, and then you had to open another seal and oh. read so far. That's okay. what I that's my that's understanding. How you yeah. it. Okay. So it's interesting. It says, I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne. It must be Father God sitting there. Yeah, it's interesting because Jesus is also known as the right hand of God. Right. So it's, it's almost like Jesus gets this from himself, sort of. But okay. Well, it's the right hand of the one seated on the throne. Right. So I think it's Father God who gives it to Jesus. But in 4, when they were talking about who was seated on the throne, um, was that God seated on the throne, or was that Christ in his heavenly glory seated on the throne? And then we see him in another format here for John. It's an interesting concept. So Yeah, I don't know. But right. anyway. so Continuing on. Yeah. Verse 2 says, And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming in a loud voice, Who is worthy to break the seals and open the scroll? Yeah. I think that's that's a powerful image right there, too. Because a mighty angel, the one who's always described as being the mighty angel, Gabriel, Michael, the ones that are... Those are the two named. Yeah, yeah the, the archangels, the big ones. Um, but it was a mighty angel saying in a loud voice. Yeah. This was not... Hey, does anybody know? No, this was this was an imposing figure who yeah. has incredible strength saying, I can't. Yeah. Who is worthy? Right. To break open this to break the seals and open the scroll. It's amazing because even you know, this powerful angel couldn't do it. None of the angels could do it. Sure, and none of the were, elders could do it. If you were yeah, it's it, uh verse three says, But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth could open the scroll or even look inside it. So the angel says, who's worthy to do in this? And if you were John looking, you'd think, well, dude, you're, you're, a, you're, you're a mighty angel. Yeah, why can't With a loud voice. It? Sounds yeah. like you could do this. But he says, no one, under earth, on earth, in heaven. So none of the elders, nothing, Nothing was uh, nothing was visible that could open those scrolls. I wonder and that's how why, they. That's I, why John reacted the way he did. And I, I mean, we know it's Jesus obviously opens mm-hmm. these scroll, right. this scroll. But I wonder how they knew they couldn't do it. Where they did they just feel unworthy? no one is worthy? 
No one is worthy to do it. No one's strong enough, powerful enough, or worthy to open it. Only one is worthy. And like I said, in the seven seals, it's oftentimes it was a title. Yeah. So this is a title to the earth. Is that what it is? I think so. But it doesn't so. say anything. Because, it just says... But we know what happens in Revelation. Right. God takes it back. Right. So maybe you're right. This is... So who's worthy of God's taking... Title. Who's I mean, worthy of taking the earth back? Who's worthy title. of returning us to where we started? Yeah. And, you know, we had the first Adam and we have Jesus. We have these things in, in, in the word that we've all read before. But... Um, this is when the seals are open. That's when God throws Satan out and says, it's done. It, it's the end. Yeah. So I, I think yeah, I like it the sounds right. that it's the title of the earth here. I think it's the title of the universe, actually. Then, yeah, because it's a title of, it's of a title, creation. Right. It's, but it's specifically the title of human creation because it's finished. At the end, oh. of, the, at the end of the scrolls, it's finished. Oh, and I, I want to read this. Mm-hmm. There's a little thing here. Okay. Immersed in God's yes. This is Peterson's little, mm-hmm. I don't know, a little commentary on chapter 5. Jesus uh, stands at the door and knocks. That's We read that in Revelation 3. What happens when we open the door? Revelation 4 and 5 answer the question and give the last word on worship in five parts. Worship centers, gathers, reveals, sings, and affirms. So this too is, Revelation 4 was um, a scene of worship, and this too is a scene of worship, obviously. And it, but it's just kind of... Revelation Revelation 4 was kind of setting the scene for us. Oh yeah, yeah. But and then Revelation and, 5, we get action. Right, And but throughout, they're all worshiping. They, right. they sing, they, they bow down. They, yep. Anyway, I thought that was good. So go ahead. Um, we're on... Oh, and then John is weeping. In 4... John wants that scroll opened. Yeah. He knows that scroll needs to be opened, and he's just weeping because nobody's worthy. Yeah. Nobody is worthy to open it up. And it says he was he was weeping and weeping and weeping. <coughs> and then... Yeah, one of the elders. I wonder which one it was, you know? I don't think it matters necessarily, no, it but doesn't. one of them turns to him and says and talks to him personally. Yeah. That's what I get out of this. Yeah. He's watching all this as a spectator. Right. His vision. And then someone in his vision looks at him and says... That's true. Somebody, you watching this, and then it's like somebody on television looks at you and says, Jane... Wouldn't that freak you out? <laughs> I had to be kind of freaky, because I, you know, I, I'm i guessing this is all, you know, he's getting these visions while he's on the island of Patmos. So I, I figured he was kind of like seeing a vision, like we're seeing a dream or something. And it would be freaky, someone that you're watching all of a sudden turns to you and say, hey. That, yeah, I think. I mean, he's experiencing it's special, it. It's special as a vision. It's a, you know, it's a God vision where he is not just watching, he is also there. He's part of it. And they recognize that he's there. Yeah. They, they, they recognize that this, this human is there with them. Uh, this man who's still alive oh, is so there with him. So it's not like, like, um. When you see on television where someone says they go to another time and like Mr. Rourke will say, they can't see us, remember? And and we see what's going on. It's actually he's present there. He's I present. Mean, they can see yeah. him. And, and that elder tells him, do not weep. See, the lion, the tribe of Judah, 
the root of David has triumphed. Yeah. He's conquered. He's able to open the scroll under seven seals. Well, there are two obvious references to Jesus then, because Jesus is known as the Lion of the tribe of Judah. Yep. And he is also the root of David. Those are mentioned in Scripture. Yeah. So in the Gospels, it talks about the Lion of Judah and... um, the root of David, I believe, is in Isaiah. Well, I want to... Can I share something here? Sure. The Lion of Judah goes all the way back to Genesis. Mm-hmm. When, That's right, Genesis. Um, Jacob prophesies over all of his sons. And uh, I'm going to read the prophecy. He, it's in Isaiah... Or Genesis 49. And yep. Genesis 49 is right before Jacob dies. Genesis Jacob, 49, 8-12. Jacob was... Um, Joseph's dad, he was the 12 tribes, he's the, the dad of all that. And he says to Judah, um, one of his sons, it was his fourth son, he says, Judah, your brothers shall praise you. Your hand shall be on the neck of your enemies. Your father's son shall bow, da- bow down before you. Judah is a lion's cub. From the prey, my son, you have gone up. He stooped down, he crouched as a lion and as a lioness. Who dares rouse him? The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet, until tribute comes to him, and to him shall be the obedience of the people. So right there, I mean, Jacob probably didn't even know what he was saying, Mm -hmm. but we see the ruler's staff, the scepter will not depart from Judah. This is in the line of Jesus, the the lion of Judah. And, you know, way back then, I don't even think Jacob knew... Oh, how, why he prophesied what he did about his sons. He just said it. And, and so we know from there, very, God's story is all connected from mm-hmm. the very beginning of creation till the very end of time. There's a purpose and reason for absolutely everything. Yes. And uh, There are no accidents, and there, there is nothing that is unplanned or unknown to God. We still have free will we because free will. we can be part of God's story or we don't. We won't be part of God's story if we don't choose to be in it, but he'll interweave us. He'll weave us into his story, mm-hmm. which our story becomes part of his story. So anyway, and yeah. And that's one of the reasons we're going through Revelation like this, I think, is because obviously it says those who read it aloud will be blessed. But also it is it's prophecy that is yet to come, but it is so connected yeah, with connected. the past. It's all <clears throat> in there. Yeah. And that's that's part of the the wonder of the Bible in general. So, I think also if you really know Revelation, and you probably don't understand it, no one understands it really. I mean, they think they do, but we do our best. We do our best. But I think if you know, if if you read Revelation, it it's also applicable to to present day. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's not for a far distant future. It's happening now in some ways, right. and and. It will continue to happen, but there are some certain things that have yet to happen. But it's an important book. Got to read it. Okay. So we have in 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 verse five it says, "Do not weep." The lion of the tribe of Judah. We talked about that. The root of David. That's from Isaiah. Has triumphed. Has triumphed. So the the person who is worthy of opening the scroll is the one who has conquered. Who is. Yeah. He conquered death. He conquered Satan already. So now yeah. he gets the scroll. And he conquered sin. When he did it, yeah. This is yeah. This is the guy <clears throat> who's the only one. All right, six. Ooh, okay. Now we get into some of these um, 
you have to kind of have a little bit of a biblical understanding to understand all these things. But it's, it's blatantly obvious if you do. So yeah. then I saw a lamb looking as if it had been slain standing <coughs> at the center of the throne, encircled by the four living creatures and the elders. So we see a lamb who was slain but is not dead. Yeah, well, that's, that's obviously Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. And when they say lamb here, the biblical reference to that lamb is the Passover lamb, of course. Mm. Yeah, one of them. Because in Isaiah, there's so much stuff about the lamb. But yeah, it's right. the Passover lamb. And Jesus is the lamb. When we see the lamb that looks like it was slain, it's a tiny little lamb. We have the Lion of Judah, who's also the lamb. And the lamb who was slain. And if you look at the Passover lambs, one of the things that uh, biblically that the um, Jewish people were taught to do, the Israelites were taught, is that before Passover, you had to have the lamb in your house for four days. Mm-hmm. It became <coughs> almost part of the a family. Pet. Yeah, and then, then it became the sacrifice. So this lamb who was slain is now standing up and it's special it's a special lamb and it's obviously Jesus the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world I don't know I'm picturing like a little lamb standing up it seems a little weird but it's Jesus I mean here in Isaiah 53 talking about that surely he's borne our griefs and carried our sorrows yet we esteemed him stricken Smitten by God and afflicted. Oh, I'm going to go. That was Isaiah 53, 4. But then in 7, it says, 53, 7, He was oppressed and he was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth like a lamb that is led to the slaughter. Like a sheep that is before its shears is silent. So he opened not his mouth. Mm -hmm. That's another. And yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him. He has put him to grief when his soul makes an offering for guilt. He shall see his offspring. He shall prolong his days. The will of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. I mean, it's just everything comes full circle. So uh, Jeremiah eleven nineteen. I had I had been like a gentle lamb led to the slaughter. I did not realize that they had plotted against me, saying, "Let us destroy the tree and its fruit. Let us cut him off from the land of the living, that his name be remembered no more." Mm-hmm. But in this in this scene, yeah, we just went. From, I mean, this is verse to verse. Verse 5, see the lion of the tribe of Judah. Right. Then I saw a lamb. Yeah. It's such a, I mean, it's a, it's obviously an overwhelming, powering vision, for, overpowering vision for John. But he went from lion to lamb. Yeah. Verse to verse. And then the, lion, the lamb is described as having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the heavens. We talked about the seven spirits as being the seven attributes of God. <coughs> seven, obviously, is a very special number. Biblically, it's a, it's a, it is a number of completion. It yeah. means it's 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 complete. It's all that there can be and all that there is are all there. And what so, is, so, I'm thinking mm-hmm. when we think of the seven days of creation, the seventh day was God's rest. And we need to enter into God's rest in belief. But and it, yes, but at this time, if someone says seven, it means that, that is that's as much as you get. There's no eight. 
Right. How, how many are seven? That means the completion. Yeah. And the lamb had horns. Yeah. That's an interesting thing too. Um, and I was reading on this BibleStudy.org. They were talking about that, uh, about the horns. Yeah. And horns. Um, uh, Zechariah one eighteen. Look that one up for me, quick. Um, horns uh, indicate power. Oh. Horns indicate power. So when it says there are seven horns, all powerful. One eighteen. Mm-hmm. Oh. And I lifted my eyes and saw, and behold, four horns. So the horns in Zechariah are are signs of power, leadership, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So this lamb has seven horns, has all power, all strength. And Jesus on earth showed okay, some of so his these power, but there's more power coming. Seven horns he had. Uh-huh. These aren't horns on his head? No, I think it's horns on his head. Oh, okay. Jeez, mm-hmm. you know, some of this, like this, you're trying to picture, I'm trying to yeah, picture it's, this, it's hard. and it looks odd. If I saw a lamb with seven horns on his head, you're like, boy, he's deformed. You know, but here, it, it, it the reasoning behind it is what John's seeing. Yeah, John's seeing all seeing. Yeah, all, and all seeing, power and all power. Yeah, completely fulfilled here. So right, we see all of this in this lamb, and it continues. Uh, uh, had seven horns and seven eyes, and eyes are the seven spirits sent out all, sent out into all the earth. We talked about that. So let's go okay. into seven. He went and took the scroll from the right hand of him who sat on the throne. Yep. So, again, we have a lamb taking a scroll. Yeah. In our human limited imagination, it's hard for us to see this, but the lamb took the scroll. Maybe, um, because it's Jesus. I don't know. I I don't (laughs) know. Some of these things are... Are a little interesting to wrap your head around, but it's not the the picture that's important. No, it's, it's the action. Yes. So he took and the now, scroll from God. Yes. And the elder had said, here's the lion of Judah. He is worthy. And now the lion is a lamb, but the lamb is a sign of the past. Yeah. So uh, Jesus will not appear as a lamb again. No, so he's a... He will come as the lion next. And so he... Possesses the scroll. Right. He took it into because he was the only one worthy. And then once he took it, they're all worshiping him, falling down and worshiping him. Because it is the completion that they've been looking for all yeah. along. Here it comes. And it says, And when he had taken it, the four living creatures and the 24 elders, the ones we read about in chapter 4, fell down before the Lamb. Each one had a harp, and they were holding golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of God's people. That yes. in itself is a powerful thing. Yeah. Harps were not just for music. They are also for prophecy. They would use oh. harps during prophecy. When, I didn't know when that. When people were speaking. Well, do you think the animals were holding harps and bowls too? Or is that just the elders? It says the four animals. Each one. And 24 elders fell down to worship the lamb. Each had a harp. Each had a bowl. Gold bowl filled with incense. So I'm thinking like my prayers. Yes. Do they each have one of my prayers in their... I don't know how they got divided up, but all the prayers that have ever been spoken are in these bowls. All the prayers that have ever been asked, anything that has ever been asked of God is in these incense bowls. And of course, um, the golden bowls of incense, that is, a that is a again, 
a reference to the temple. There's another place in Revelation here where they talk about the bulls, but it's uh, they're they're uh, held by an angel somewhere. Right, but, but these yeah. these bulls would have been familiar to John again because in the temple, uh, the golden bowls of incense right. were there. So yeah. this is all, you know, we've got the Passover lamb, we have the sacrifice, we have the incense, and now the harps. And then it says something very special here. They sang a new song. Mm -hmm. This is a song that had never been sung before. Yeah. This was the one time this song has been waiting to be sung. Yeah. I love that concept of it's a new song. They've been yeah. saying holy, 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 all these <clears throat> things. But this time they say, okay, now this is the time for this song. Yeah. You it's are like they all just to, knew it. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals. Because you were slain and with your blood you purchased for God persons from every tribe and language and people and nation. You have made them a kingdom. Well, stop it. That, that's the end of nine. It's you every tribe and language and people and nation. So you are worthy to take the scroll to open its seals because you were slain and purchased for God the people. You know, I know we'll be singing in heaven. We won't be able to help it. I mean, you just burst out in song. But I wonder when we burst out in song like these guys burst out in song singing this new song, never sang it before, but they all knew it, mm -hmm. which is amazing. So when we burst out in song in heaven and we all sing together we'll just know what to sing which yeah. is great no rehearsal <laughs> no trying to memorize some songs no they just come out of your we're going to sing number 528 now <laughs> no nothing like that we have a, a, a man at church that sometimes sits next to me when he has to run my projector and I always have two hymnals up there one for me and one for whoever's running the projector and when there's a young man that does it, he always looks it up and sings next to me. This other guy, maybe out of vanity, doesn't wear his readers. He says, ah, I know all these. I don't need to look at them. And I hear him joining on the choruses is what it comes oh, to. Oh, come on, then. <laughs> but anyway, uh, verse 10, it says, <clears throat> You have made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God, and they will reign on the earth. Okay, two things there. These uh -huh. people that were saved are going to be made a kingdom and priests to serve God. That's us. Christians are now going to be priests and servants of God, serving in that role that got initiated with Aaron, the priesthood. Mm -hmm. But so I think that's our role now. It is It is our role now, but this it's our role now because he was slain. Yeah. So... That is what we've been made because of the death and resurrection of Christ. But the last line we have not now. What's that? They will reign on the earth. Oh, priest kings to rule over the earth. Yeah, we're not we're not at that point yet. It's no, coming. but you know, I don't know if I want to rule over the earth. I just want a garden and ride my horse in heaven. And I know, I know, but but maybe it's you not, know, be it's, different. Well, and it's not. It's not like we have to wear nylons and gold crowns and well, we're not, walking around. And it's not something to be afraid of. The responsibility of being the ruler of the earth is not something to be afraid of at this point in time. Because right. it's it's a, not, yeah. the earth would be a perf perfected. I won't be anxious about it then. No, earth will be perfected <laughs> at that point. Yeah. All right, verse 11. 
Then I looked. So again, John is looking and seeing things. I looked and heard the voice of many angels, numbering thousands upon thousands and 10,000 times 10,000. In other words, more than he could possibly ever count. John is looking and there are more angels than he could possibly count. Yeah. And they encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders. Yeah. Wow. What a... they, more angels than he could possibly count. He just yeah. put big numbers in there because that's as far as big numbers could go. <clears throat> if we, in our limited human capacity, tried to picture beyond belief numbers, that's what it is. Yeah. And in a loud, loud voice, they were saying, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and wow. praise. I just... All of heaven is praising God. Oh, boy, I should have been... It, it was super loud. Well, I mean, yeah. It's but, relative. It's not like... It'll be a good loud. Like the ocean loud, but louder. Remember another time when when the heavens opened up and the angels were praising God. Yes, when Jesus was born. To the shepherds, yeah. Well, they okay. get They knew what was coming afterwards so they could praise God yeah. then. But now it's like, yeah, it's Yahoo. done. It's finished, okay. yes. I have the pictures all there. And I just see the weeping angels around us. Oh, Doctor, no, 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 no. It's Doctor not Doctor Who angels. Who. And no. they, every time you look away, they move closer and move closer. And... No, I don't think I don't think we should throw Doctor Who into Revelation. I think that's... Yeah, no. We like those Doctor are, Who. Those are very different. scary angels. These will be scary but beautiful and These will awesome. Be, yes, but... But they're praising Jesus now. They're praising Jesus, and angels aren't anything to be afraid of. No, no. They because serve God. Because they serve God and they are different from us and they are not part of the salvation. No, they're messengers of God and they do his bidding. And right. They protect us. You know, you don't pray to angels, by the way. You pray to God for protection. He might send some angels to protect you. You don't need to be praying to angels. That's that's not biblical. That's really anti-God to do that. Yes. So. So but they're out go. there. So the angels are in a loud voice. They were saying all of them. Wow! And then on thirteen, this is really. I heard every creature. Yeah. In heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea, everything. So you could hear the dolphins created, in Pacific Ocean. Everything ever created, anything created by God, the ants, the flowers, the bugs, everything, anything alive, and how do you think an ant? Sounds like when it's praising God. Well, it says they were saying. Singing, yeah. They were saying it. The same thing. So Probably a little the same voice. thing that the humans were saying. Um, Everything was In saying. all places, all creation saying, to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. Creation is singing creation is saying these things because it's being returned to what it was meant to be in the beginning. Oh, that's right. No decay. Big no blue whales. No, no suffering. No, all of creation. That's something that, I, I, you know, when I think about Adam and Eve and the fall, we brought death and decay and suffering into this world, not just for us, but for everything. For everything, yeah. And everything in creation now says, ah, it's over. 
Praise God. It's done. You can see what. Forever and ever, it's done. Creation it's initially was supposed to be. And it creation itself. Creation itself. <coughs> is, ah, we're going to be back to what we're meant to be. Yeah, that goes back to Romans. Mm-hmm. I mean, it goes back farther than Romans, of course, but uh, Romans. All creation groans to um, see the revealing to this one to this one moment but now I don't know where it is I'm thinking Romans 8 I don't know if that's right let me look here future glory oh yeah yeah it's, it's Romans 8 18 through 21 I'm going to read that Okay. this is in the English standard version for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to fertility, futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. Oh, and I'm going to read one more. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together and the pains of childbirth until now. And that... That's Romans corruption. 8. Yeah. The corruption. We corrupted it. We brought it. it in. And all creation is now going to be restored. Every sin we do... The second corrupts. Adam restores what the first Adam yeah. corrected. But we corrupt civilization just a tiny bit more. Every sin we, we do. I mean, we are forgiven... I, no, I agree with that. I mean, it might not be a kind of corruption that you can see, but I think, you know... But I think as a fallen world... We contribute we to the fell, fallenness. Fell. Yeah. And I um, I think, you know, the Holy Spirit is still upon the earth, so he's holding back the evil. The Holy Spirit for would the, take himself out. For just a time, for a time such as this. Yeah. So, thank the Lord that the Holy Spirit is in this earth, within the earth upon us, and within believers, and He's protecting every single human and creation from all pour, poured out of all evil, because uh, I know our light, our world is evil, but it's so much less evil than it would be if He was not here. Right. But, holding it all back. Yeah, this is this world belongs to Satan right now, and the battles are going on constantly. The things that we don't see are going on constantly, just to preserve us until this time. So it's not completely devoured. And it's amazing to me too what a great, loving God we serve, because He doesn't do this just for believers. He does this for every every person, the people who blaspheme Him. The people who say he doesn't exist, the ones who, everyone, they don't even have to ask because he loves everybody so much that he's doing what he can because we do have free will and he can't make us love him. He can't make someone love you. We have to come willingly to God. And But the, the beauty and the glory of God is the fact that he leaves that open. Yes, praise God. Even the thief on the cross. Yes. He's At the a, very end of his life, he said, I am guilty. He didn't even say, he knows he's guilty, but he didn't even say that. He just said, remember me, no, Jesus. He did say, 
we're, we deserve oh, to, to what each we, other. Yeah, to the other thief, he said, we deserve what we're getting here. Right. You know that. But he doesn't lose Jesus. But I, I brought that up because he didn't say some certain sinner's prayer to Jesus. He just no. said to Jesus, remember me. But and, the, thing, the thing that I love about that is that that, that little those couple of verses just explain the love of God and the patience. Like it says in Peter, God is not slow to answer his promises, but he... He does these things because he's giving us a chance to repent. Yes, and that. So compare that to that moment on the on the thief on the cross when he just asked Jesus to remember him when he gets to his kingdom, and Jesus says, "Today you'll be with me in paradise." That I've said this to you before, and it wasn't something that came from me. It was something I heard someone else say that God isn't trying to keep people out of heaven. I mean, right. we only go to heaven through Jesus' belief in Jesus Christ. But if your heart is turns toward God, God's like, yes, yes, yes. I mean, he is waiting. It's like the prodigal's father, prodigal son father. That father was looking and waiting for that, his Let's son. Return, yeah. He was waiting. Yep. And when he saw him coming, the prodigal didn't run. This, the this, father ran. As long, yes. And as long as we're on this little rabbit trail, we talk about the thief of the cross. A lot of people talk about the thief on the cross as well. But there's another character that comes to Jesus right there at that time. One of the Roman centurions says, surely this is the Son of God. Yeah. That was, uh, that was when he breathed his last in the crack of thunder in the darkness, and then he was right there at the foot of the one cross. Of them, the centurion says... Seven. This was the Son of God. This is the Son of God. There is no way it could be anybody else. Don't you think when he said that, when it, the realization hit him, he must have been in terror. Terror. Because, like, well, he just killed the Son of God. What is God going to do to us? What did he do the next day? I don't know what he did. The what next did he do the next day? I don't know either. Yeah. What an amazing thing that would be. To know. To know. When he came to that realization. I do want to say something. What do you do? But, again, rabbit trail. Yeah, I know, but that's okay, because revelation <laughs> is is part of our life. It's right. it's it's important. Um, we've been saying God and then Jesus. Jesus is the Son of God. God Jesus is 100% human and 100% God. So just he is the Son of God. He's, he is totally God, totally human. And that's the only person who could have died for our sins because a, a human a, just an average ordinary human we even couldn't if have it, done it no one could have just done like it just like we are not worthy to open these scrolls yeah but Jesus gosh you've got to believe in Jesus I mean he believes in you he loves you so if you don't believe in him yet just say hey Jesus show yourself to me and he will not in the way you think he will because God always shows himself to the ones who want to see him but I bet never is it like you think it will happen. God always comes in unexpected ways. Like, it does come in unexpected ways. Who would ever have thought that God would come to earth as a baby, so vulnerable? And, and I mean, anybody, a, a mere human can kill a baby because they're so fragile. But they're also resilient. They're, like, made of rubber almost. But, I mean. Right. Even uh, through neglect, you can hurt a bit, kill a baby, you know. But I want to finish this. All right, we're done trailing. 
the rabbits. The very last line, the last verse. Okay. Revelation 5. <clears throat> so, we have been through seeing the scroll, seeing the lamb, only the lamb being worthy to open it. All of the angels in heaven praising God because this time has come that the lamb now has the scroll in his hands. Yeah. All of creation now finally says ah, forever and ever praise and glory because it's happening and then it says in 14 it says the four living creatures said amen, amen. yes amen it is done it is finished and the elders fell down and worshiped yeah just amen wow that's why that, in that's the message such a powerful he, peaceful word he interprets it as oh yes yeah. Amen. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Hallelujah. Oh, I don't sound like the Kool Aid guy. Oh yeah. <laughs> we're dating ourselves. Kids won't have any clue what we're talking. Oh my about. gosh! I'm <laughs> picturing you as a a picture of Kool Aid. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> Doesn't he wear tennis shoes like Converse? I think he does wear high top tennis shoes. Yep. And Shannon has a pair of high top tennis shoes. And I like if that. we dressed up for Halloween, you should be the Kool Aid guy. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm hoping you're not saying I'm shaped like a round pitcher of Kool-Aid. No, I'd have to make you a big costume. Mm -hmm. And yeah. you would go as little Debbie. We would have quite a set. Oh, <laughs> you should just dress like that. Get, put a picture up on social media. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think I'm going to go to the Kool-Aid. All right. Again, rabbit trail. That the was concept here. The concept here is Amen. this is the setup. Chapter 5, chapter 4, we get the initial scene. Chapter 5, we get the setup for the opening of the scrolls, the opening of the yeah. seals. Well, so that's what's going to be coming next. So listen. But this is everything that John sees here is the culmination of all of God's plans from the time that Adam and Eve left. It's yeah. all coming around. Amen. It's an exciting time. It's a positive. This is a wonderful thing. Yeah. This is a wonderful thing. Not something to be feared, but something that is just absolutely wonderful. And all those present in chapter 5 understand the beauty and the wonder of all this. Okay. All right. Next, we'll get into chapter 6 next. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening. Oh. Share us with your friends. You could write some comments, too, in you one can, of the one of your You can send... You could, Podcasts, yeah, uploads, whatever they call Anyway, all right. Hey, thanks for listening. God Bye. Bless.